welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording of our 2023 Christmas Day service. For news and information and to find out how to join us, please visit stjamesleith.org.uk. Good morning, everybody, and a happy Christmas to you all. Lovely, lovely to see you. I'm looking around at the Christmas jumpers and... Uh, I think Simon is definitely the best dressed person though. And Caroline, Advent's finished now. (laughs) So you've got the wrong colour on this. But anyway. So it's lovely to see you. Um, Apparently Fiona said that I was sleep talking a few nights ago, shouting, candles, candles. (laughs) So I think I I need to get a life after today. Um, I think I must have lit about, I don't know, 400 candles this Christmas. So, um, Anyway, shall we shall start our worship with, in the usual way? Singing bowl would ring, have a moment's quiet to prepare ourselves to worship God. And I'll light a candle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those mornings, I think. I'll light a candle and invite those at home, give them a big wave. Happy Christmas to you at home as well. Give them a big wave and uh, I'll light a candle and invite them to light a candle as well. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's just pray together. The Word is made flesh and dwells among us, and we behold his glory. Grace, mercy, and peace from God and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So please stand for our opening song, O Come All Ye Faithful.
like that Advent candle. The second Sunday of Advent is the Bethlehem candle, and along with the churches in Bethlehem uh, and Palestine and Israel, we're not going to light it uh, to really honour and to pray and to think about the suffering that's going on in Gaza, but also other conflict areas uh, in the world. So if we just start with a moment's silence to remember those who are suffering, and then uh, I'll light the candles, I'll say a little bit, light the candles, and if the music group can sing and we join in, in the darkness, sharing God's Christmas light. So let's just have a moment's quiet to remember those, uh, particularly in Gaza, but also elsewhere in the world of innocent civilians, in particular children, um, who are suffering incredibly. So today we light our fifth candle celebrating Jesus' birth, God with us. Christ, the light of the world, has come to dispel the darkness of our hearts. In his light, let us examine ourselves and confess our sins. May the God of all healing and forgiveness draw you to himself, that you may behold the glory of his Son, the Word made flesh, and be cleansed from all your sins, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand to sing the glory. So our gospel reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told 
them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the gospel good news for all. Who likes eating lots of food at Christmas time? Now, did anyone get any sweets this morning? Perhaps in their Christmas stocking. Anyone get any sweets? What sweets did you get? What sweet? What are your favourite Christmas sweets? I got homemade toffee. Oh, oh, coming round later. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds really nice. I'll get your address later as well. <laughs> now, I got one of my favourite ones in my Christmas stocking. I wonder if you know what it is. Any guesses? Not smarties, no. Somebody said a chocolate orange, yeah. There we are. It says, actually says on the label, it's Terry's chocolate orange, but it's not, it's all mine. (laughs) Okay, now I really, really like chocolate oranges because, you know, it's good for me, isn't it? It's orange. It's one of my five a day, isn't it? But you've got to eat a whole one, I think, in order to get all the benefit. That's what they say. But I like chocolate oranges for another reason, because it can actually tell us the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, yes, it can. (laughs) Now, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a bit sad, but it does get better at the end. Spoiler alert. A long, long time ago, in a place far away from here, lived a boy named Jake. Now, Jake was nine years old, and for as long as he could remember, he lived in an orphanage. He was one of ten children, supported by the meagre contributions that the orphanage got in donations from the townspeople. Throughout the year, year, there was very little to eat. But at Christmas, there always seemed to be a little more than usual. The orphanage seemed a bit warmer, and there was time for holiday enjoyment. But most importantly, the most exciting thing was the Christmas orange. Christmas was the only time of year that such a rare treat was provided. It was treasured by each child. They enjoyed their very own Christmas orange and they prized it as they slowly savoured each juicy segment. It was truly the light of their Christmas and the best gift of all. Jake had been looking forward to his Christmas orange all year long. Now, on Christmas Eve, Jake somehow managed to tread some some dirt from his shoes onto the new carpet in the orphanage. He didn't even notice that it had happened. But it was too late, and there was nothing he could do to avoid punishment. The punishment was swift. 
Jake would not be allowed to have his Christmas orange. It was the only gift he would receive and from the harsh world that he lived in. Now, after a year of waiting, it would be denied him. Tearfully, Jake pleaded that he could be forgiven, but to no avail. He felt hopeless and totally dejected. Jake cried into his pillow all that night, and he spent Christmas Day feeling empty and sad. Jake spent the day, the next day upstairs alone in the unheated dormitory. He was too sad to join in with the other children. Huddled only under his only blanket, he read about a family marooned on an island. Jake wouldn't mind spending the rest of his life on an isolated island if he could only have a real family that cared about him. Bedtime came, but Jake couldn't sleep. How could he say his prayers? He felt so alone, but he knew he should pray. And silently he sobbed as he prayed for the future of mankind, that God might end suffering in the world, both for himself and all the others like him. And as Jake climbed back into bed from the, climbed back into bed from the cold, hard floor, a soft hand reached and touched his shoulder, startling him for a moment. He was surprised when an object was silently placed into his hands. The giver disappeared into the darkness, leaving Jake with what he did not immediately know. Looking closely at the object in his hand in the dim light, he saw what looked like an orange. Now, it wasn't a regular orange, smooth and shiny, but a special orange, because inside, patched together peel, were segments of nine other oranges. Together, the other children had made one whole orange for Jake. The nine other children in the orphanage had each donated one segment of their own precious orange to make a whole orange for Jake. And that's what Christmas is about really, isn't it? It's about sharing. That's the essence of Christmas, the true spirit of Christmas. Because this is when Jesus shared his most precious gift with all of us when he sent his beloved son on earth as a little baby. And the shepherds kind of got that too, didn't they? Because we hear in our story that they went out immediately and shared that news. They couldn't keep it to themselves. That news was so special and so precious that they had met that night that they shared it with everybody they met. And that's a challenge for us too. We too can share this news, this love that we have received by the way we live our lives, by being kind and being considerate. May we, like the children in that orphanage and like those shepherds, find ways where we can share God's love with others. Now that brings me back to my chocolate orange. Okay, so I'm going to open it up. Okay. Now, not only is it, is it really, really yummy, 
but it's also good for sharing. Okay. Now, in order to share it, I think the best way is to drop it from a great height. <laughs> now, when I, um, in my old church, when I did tell this story, we had one of those pulpits, you know, it was up high. So it was great. So we don't have one of those. So I'm going to improvise this morning. Okay. So health and safety. Okay. Okay. Right. Here we go. Mind your head. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. Let's have a look. Do you want to open it, Ian? You can. There we go. Okay, let's open it up. Oh, yeah, it did work. It did work. Just about. Right, there we are. So, when we open it, there we go. There's lots of different segments. Okay. And I'm not going to keep them all for me. I want to share them. Okay, so who wants a bit? <laughs> so, yeah. so here we go. And here's one I dropped earlier. <laughs> there we go. And so this should encourage us to share the joy and the love this Christmas. Amen. I have a confession to make. I was sat there very comfortably listening to Joe, and then I looked down and said, prayers, Ian Lothian. <laughs> I went, oh, no. And it reminds me of my, of my uh, priesting here. Um, it had down the sheet, it had uh, addressed by the rector, and I thought, oh great, who's the rector? <laughs> Fantastic. And about a minute before, I suddenly realised, oh actually, that's me. <laughs> I better think of something quick to say. So anyway, from chocolate orange to prayers, so shall we, shall we pray? Holy and incarnate one, at whose unexpected touch the ordinary world is charged with God. So we pray now for all those whose hardship is overwhelming, who cannot find you, who cannot find solace, who live in poverty, anxiety, and hunger, whose lives are fearful or lonely, who are exploited, exhausted, or ill. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. O God of justice, you've called your prophets throughout the ages to persist in proclaiming in the face of callousness, justice, and to be resilient in their faith. So this morning we do pray for the people of Gaza. We pray that more aid would get in. And we pray for a softening of hearts so that a ceasefire becomes a reality. And loving God, we pray for all the conflict areas in our world, the Ukraine, Congo, Papua New Guinea, 
where innocent civilians are being killed or injured. And we pray for those brave peacemakers, the medics that stay in conflict areas, the journalists that risk their lives. We ask them that you would give them continued strength. Lord, in your mercy, And loving God, we pray for your church that it too would regain, reclaim its prophetic ministry of speaking truth to power. We pray that people would have the courage to call for a ceasefire. Lord, in your mercy, and loving God, we pray for our community here at St. James, all associated with it. We pray for visitors who have come to our church. And we ask that as a community, we would increasingly be wel welcome, welcome outsiders, welcome people that are different from ourselves, and we pray increasingly as we open up this building for community use that we would engage mutually, that we would receive from those who come in and also give. And we ask that you would bless all our endeavors and help us in that way. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, in a moment's quiet, let us pray for those friends and family who are in need of prayer. Loving God, we ask for your healing touch on their lives that they would experience in a tangible way a sense of your love and peace and healing. Lord, in your mercy. be encircled with Christ's unconditional love and may this love surround you and well up within you and may you be encircled with Christ's healing touch in your body and mind and soul 
And may you and your family be encircled by God's eternal safety so that you are protected from all temptations and ills and given all the courage and strength to live always from Christ's safe and powerful centre. Amen. So as I said, have a wonderful day today. Um, and we'll just end. The word was made flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you.